0: Everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are here with our next episode of On Friendship. This is a show where we look at a Hallmark a movie or Hallmark-like movie, and we talk about them from a uh, perspective of relationships rather than just purely romance. And we talk about all different kinds of relationships, including friendship, of course. And it's so much fun. And we have the expert on friendship.
1: Oh, yay. Hello, everyone. Alisa Lucas is here. Thank you so much. Of course. I love being here. You know that.
0: Yeah, we always have so much fun. And today we are talking about one of my faves. No, I always I feel like I always say that, but it is true. Yeah, crazy.
1: I was about to be like, this is like me with my students. Oh, this is my favorite class to teach, and this dude would <laughs> be like, You said that last class.
0: all so, like lies. Before. You
1: tell. lies.
0: <laughs> but I really do like this movie. It is called How to Fall in Love or called The Dating Coach, depending on where you watch it. What is up <laughs> with that? <laughs> yeah, I think it they're like one has the Canadian name and one is oh. the Hallmark name. Okay, what's the Hallmark name? So How to Fall in Love is the Hallmark name. I watched the
1: Canadian version then. But they're
0: exactly the same, don't worry. (laughs) Okay, I'm concerned. (laughs) Yeah, and this is from 2012.
1: Which seems like a million years ago, but at the same time when I was watching it, I was like, what year did this come out? The only thing that made me question the time frame was the guy's best friend with the Bluetooth in (laughs)
0: Yeah, and like, like phones uh, and stuff like that are a little... I was like, are we done uh, with the Bluetooth yet? <laughs> yes. And this movie, I just, I really like it. I think that it's really well written. I think the stars have great chemistry. It, ha- it has some emotional heft to it. Uh, that, that With the backstories of the characters and their relationship. And I just really enjoy it. I <laughs> think it's really good.
1: <laughs> Where would you put it? Is it in your top ten?
0: Top twenty? It might be non-Christmas in my top ten. Yeah. I think so. I think you have
1: to clarify, right? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I mean if it was a Christmas movie, then it would be way up be there. number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I think as a perpetually single person, I think the whole idea of the dating coach is very, very appealing. The idea that you could just like go take some classes and that's it. You figure it all out. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, it's also got to be the right kind of coach because it seems like it could go
0: very bad very quickly. (laughs) Well, we'll talk about the original dating coach that he goes to. Yeah, exactly. But uh, let's dive in. Let's talk about, it starts out with the flashback to high school. And I think they did a very good job, especially with him. That young actor looked a lot like him.
1: Yeah. What is the actor's name? I just don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's Eric Eric Mabius. Mabius. Okay. So since we're talking about the beginning, so the first thing is you see him as a young Harold and he's like dork right? (laughs) (laughs) you know and he clearly has a crush on the prettiest girl in high school and they're going to a dance and he's in a suit and she's like in jeans and i was like oh this does not look good so first scene he basically gets friend zoned but what i was thinking the whole time is how are they going to make eric wait say his last name again maybe yes maybe yes thank you uh how are they gonna make him like dorky like this high school herald because that's not Mm -hmm. what the vibes i get from the actor right and i mean it's called acting for a reason but i was like this isn't gonna work and then immediately i was like this is perfect this is one of the best makeover movies i've ever seen right you know the joke Mm -hmm. is always like she's all that like basically change her hairstyle and she's completely like done over
0: get rid of her glasses
1: exactly glasses and like you know a scrunchie and she's (laughs) but like I liked I liked this and I know we'll talk about it more but I I really was like there's no way they can make him like awkward and then I was like oh my god (laughs) I was like he's so awkward (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not just as a high school yeah. student, but like present day. I was like, oh goodness gracious. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, they did a really good job and he did a good job. And and Eric maybe is he is he's a really I think good actor. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the different roles that he's played, whether it's here as Harold where he's really awkward, whether it's Daniel on Ugly Betty. Where he mm-hmm. was more the like confident, but he had his own insecurities with his father and everything. And uh, but it's a different role. And then Outside sealed delivered, which is a great show that Hallmark uh, mm-hmm. has done. He plays the head of the dead letter. uh Oliver, the uh, head of the dead letter division, uh, in in the show. And he's he's a different kind of nerdy than Harold yeah. Oliver. I, he's. He's confident in his nerdiness, if yeah. that makes sense. Harold, is, like, Harold, Harold, is, Harold
1: not. is not. Like, Harold isn't so much a nerd. Like, the things he's into is cool. It's just, it's truly self confidence that would lead us to believe, based on the flashback, is where, I mean, he had it then, but it sort of stunted his growth, if you will, mm-hmm. based on being friend zoned by someone he had a big crush on, which was absolutely seemed to be devastating for him and and something that he clearly remembered in present day. So I guess my point is like right out the gate, I was like, how are they going to even make him awkward? And then I was like, really impressed. So then I was like, okay, I'm ready to watch this movie. (laughs) Cause I was like, if they can't make him awkward, I'm out of (laughs) here.
0: Yeah. They did a really good job because yeah, you're right. He's not like nerdy in like, He's just oh, not confident
1: in himself. He yeah. can cook. He's a great photographer. He seems to be a very kind person who helps people with their
0: Taxes. financial
1: whatever he does.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and there, I, I got the impression he was an accountant of some kind.
1: Yes, um, yes. And
0: he's he's obviously a loyal friend. He has relationships, other things, but... particularly with dating which I can completely understand because I'm I feel like I'm very extroverted very confident person yeah except for with dating
1: (laughs) yeah well dating is a hot mess have you tried it (laughs) it's really hard have you have you seen it like really
0: quiet yeah like I don't know what to say have you
1: been on bumble lately oh my (laughs) goodness what a hot mess express right Now we need a dating coach in 2021 because I wonder how that would look different. (laughs) Cause first off you probably ain't meeting anybody in a coffee shop. It's probably like an app and like, how do you do that? But I think there was a Netflix movie like that with um, Damon Wayans Jr. Maybe. And I forget what it was called. It was, it was Hallmark like on Netflix, but it was more about like dating you know, mm. in the present day, yeah, but it just feels like, yeah, how do you start a conversation? What about rejection? um, you know, all those things like seeing the same person over and over and at the things you do daily and never being able to like start up a conversation like that's just the least mm-hmm. of our worries now,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is true that now. By the time you go on the first date, you know so much, unless it's truly a complete blind date, yes. you know so much about the people that you're d- going on a date with and from their profiles or from their mm-hmm. social media, other things. Almost everybody has a blog or a podcast or something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's surely people out there that know a lot
0: about us, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no question. <laughs> but it's
1: like... I,
0: I came at peace with that a long time ago. (laughs) I'm
1: fairly open. So what can I say?
0: (laughs) And so he's helping Annie, Brooke Tiorce's character. He's helping her sister with uh, her taxes. And she invites him to the little girl's, her little girl's birthday party. And she says, Oh, my sister's going to be there. Maybe you'll like...
1: <laughs> like. He's trying oh, like. Dear oh, dear God.
0: Okay, I guess.
1: <laughs> Let's relive freshman dance when I got friend zoned again. That's exactly yeah. what I wanted to do at 2 p.m. on a Saturday.
0: Yeah.
1: At a and children's I... party, no less.
0: <laughs> and I like it because they didn't make her like a mean girl or anything. She just was like, in her eyes, just having fun.
1: She was 15. She
0: like she wasn't what
1: you trying know? to be mean no it just was It just it was what it was like i thought she might be a little bit more um what's the word observant but not everyone is and so it, it like she truly is she truly was like you know she's 15 and you know and he's wearing a suit like what do you do <laughs> Yeah, I you want to hang out with all your friends, not just one person. You
0: know? It seems like there was a miscommunication that, like, she didn't really realize it was a date. Yeah, and he Until obviously he did. he has corsage and the, the everything. And she was
1: wearing <laughs> jeans, and he brought a corsage. <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he, and he was such a cute little. <laughs> kid in his suit and everything he, you're like and his curly hair
1: <laughs> he looked exactly like a herald to me
0: uh-huh <laughs> it was very well done they did a great job yeah <laughs> um so we find out he's been avoiding women every time i ask a woman out it ends in disaster mm. and his uh his friend suggests the date a dating coach
1: the friend with the Bluetooth, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you take it out for five seconds? No, it's always no. in his ear. Always. <laughs> he is a man of business with his Bluetooth. <laughs> so annoying.
0: <laughs> yeah. And he's married and is uh, kept, kept very busy by the wife and kids. <laughs> but he was funny. I mean, later on when he's like complaining about the exercising, I thought that was funny.
1: Yeah, so he wants his friend to get a dating coach, but not in the sense that it might change his friend into something positive that his wife is then like, you should do that too. And he's like, (laughs) wait, what? I thought this was about Harold getting a date. It wasn't about me getting in shape. And when he talked about wanting to sit on the couch and watch TV, I was like, I am with you (laughs) 100%. (laughs) I would also like to sit on the couch and watch TV. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he brought a lot to a small role. I thought he did a good job. And this movie, when I interviewed Eric Mabius a while ago, <gasps> oh. <laughs> he said that uh, this movie it was written by uh, it was written by Bart Fisher. We know that, and a, he is a producer actually over at Hallmark. He's done a ton of different movies for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just decided, I guess, to he was going to take a crack at writing. This was his mm. first his first film that he ever wrote. And I, I always think that there is a certain degree of energy that you get with new writers yes. that uh, brings something special. And I think that you can see that here. Absolutely,
1: and, I think you sharing that information here makes you go. You know, there is something about wanting to write something and not having done it yet because you have these ideas in your head where it's not that like someone who's written before doesn't have ideas but there's something like there this idea had to have been hanging in his head for a while you know what i mean Uh (laughs) so that's really cool though like this is his first movie i thought i didn't think there was any you know we've you've I don't want to say you've made me watch some movies that were questionable. <laughs> I'm thinking the Bly Danner one, although I love I know, You'll Jr. never forgive me for that one. Nope. Forever will be like, never. remember that Bly Danner movie you made me watch? <laughs> Boy, do we have a lot to say, though. But, like, this, you know, like, all the time, like, any TV, made-for-TV movie, like, you know, I might give it some critiques, right? You know, mm-hmm. but like this one, truly, like there was no bad writing. The chemistry was really good. So that was pretty exciting to see a movie where I was like, well, I don't have anything negative to say.
0: Yeah. And I think it helps too a lot, casting Brooke to your stay, because she is just so innately likable.
1: She's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we bottle that up and sell it? Oh, my gosh.
0: She yeah. was adorbs. <laughs> and I have to say, she has been on a bit of a bad luck streak with Homer. Oh, no. I know. Like, it's been a while since Miss Christmas that she's had one that I've liked. And she's always great. She's yeah. always very likable. But it's just these scripts that are like yeah. her dance.
1: Some Hallmark people listening, you give her something good because she's ad- adorable," said the person who doesn't yeah. watch Hallmark. Yeah, all
0: the time. <laughs> she could be a newbie a, like, character here, you know. Like if it was a different actress and we weren't willing to kind of forgive her, yeah. yeah, then it would be it would be a different story. But we like her so much just from the outset, and. uh that helps a lot and their chemistry helps a lot.
1: Well, and you know, what's interesting is that it sort of set up. Not only was there like this friend zoning incident that he remembers, because I swear to God at at her niece's party, I swear she didn't know. Who
0: Harold was. No, he, She doesn't.
1: She's like, <laughs> but, uh... I have no recollection of this, but he remembers it like it was yesterday because it was mm-hmm. devastating to him. Right. Which again, highlights like, she was 15 but so we have this event where you know depending on perception maybe see it as purposeful or mean or you know whatever the thing is i didn't see it that way but some people might but then you also have she's living with her sister and her niece and and her sister's husband and you get a lot of kind of for lack of a better word hate from the sister so from every sort of main angle of this movie we should hate her (laughs) and we don't because it's like give her a break she's adorable
0: (laughs) the sister dynamic is really interesting in this because i have three sisters Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i'm the oldest as of the girls in my family
1: resonate with the oh yeah
0: it definitely really resonates because I mean, I never really resented my any of my sisters, uh, but you you have different times in relationships that are stronger than others, you mm-hmm. know, and then you grow and you change, and and uh, that's just part of being in a family. Uh, and I I can see how I can see both of their perspectives. How yeah. she felt like, oh, the younger sister gets away with murder and <laughs> is always kind of perfect. Whereas she feels like she feels like well the older sister, is, she's always been compared to and yeah. is is always got everything together and she you know she can't get a job and you know all these different things and I I I thought that was an added layer to yeah. this movie that you don't always see.
1: Yeah, and I have to say, um, uh, I don't have sisters, but I am the youngest or the baby of the family, so some of it did resonate, but mm-hmm. I don't think I was. Compared to my brothers in a way that you know siblings of the same gender might be right you know like why mm-hmm. can't you be more like your brother or your sister I don't think I got that with my brothers I think maybe my brothers had that more between each other and not even my parents but like at school well like oh I've had Michael in class I've had Jeffrey uh you know that so I can understand that I I haven't had that experience because I'm the only girl but I did was like Oh, look at this hater's gonna hate. I did resonate a little bit as the baby of the family. I'm like, sorry, we're awesome. Yeah.
0: I mean But I, I definitely, love the husband
1: comes in. He's like, Yeah, think about it. And I was like, oh, and you didn't get yelled at for that. He came in, he was like, I think you might have a little something with your sister. And she's like, yeah. No. And he's like, think about it. And I was like That was good. Know.
0: He yeah, that was a good moment.
1: Sure was.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't really relate to not wanting your, maybe when I was really young in my 20s or something, then maybe I wouldn't have wanted my siblings to live with me. But at the time, my siblings were very young. So almost except for my just younger sister. Uh, But um, now I would, I mean, I would love if my, if my family lived closer. Oh, yeah. My sister is, one of my sisters has actually just moved back, which is exciting. Yeah. But for a long time, they were all my my sister, just younger than me, uh, lives on the East Coast, and then mm-hmm. uh, and then I had my two other sisters were living in England for a long yeah. time, so yeah, you no, couldn't even really you had to think ahead in the morning to even have like even call.
1: Well, and I think that the year of the movie comes into play here, perhaps as well as a layer mm-hmm. that maybe nine years ago it was like. Uh, maybe get it together but now that we've been through a pandemic it's like listen (laughs) we're gonna let sister stay for a while because it's hard to find a job and I I would still even think in excuse me in 2012 you still see people like you know college students or people who just graduated or older individuals move back in with their parents and you have Mm -hmm. sort of like what do they call it? The sandwich generation. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that family communication studies where it's like, you have your children and you're in the house and then your parents in the house or someone else is in the house. And so it's just like, you know, in some cultures, all, all the family lives together doesn't matter. Right. In America, yeah, so though, it's say, like, why are Mexico. you living in your mom's basement or, you know, and mm-hmm. I would just think that She was only there a couple of weeks. I was also like, well, you calm down because she does have a job. And and like, I don't know. I kind of was like, you're being hard on this very adorable person who's working very
0: hard. (laughs) Yeah, because she'd been there for four months. And that doesn't
1: seem like a whole lot of time to like, figure things out because the job market can be horrible. Mm-hmm. um and like the only way to i i just loved it they kept calling it the city and i was like well which one so they live yeah, in this smaller town and like maybe her event planning would be better had she been able to live in the city but she can't quite afford it yet so i mean i think she's really resourceful like that's what the movie is about in a lot of ways like she works at this restaurant but then she also, and I know you want to talk about the first dating coach that was suggested by Bluetooth Guy, uh, <laughs> but she becomes his dating coach. And, like, in a lot of ways, that was really resourceful. Like, let me figure out a way to help people and use the skills that I have to help people, you know?
0: So, yeah, I think it's also different now because I think in maybe in 2012, we weren't as much in the gig economy as we are now. Like, yeah. I feel like it's more, I mean, obviously that's always been a certain degree of a thing, but I feel like it's way more common now for people to have a side hustle, for people to have, uh, you know, kind of doing what I do, where you have obviously mm-hmm. you know, four or five different streams of income coming in <laughs> and you make it all work together yeah. as, a, as one thing. And, and, and that's basically what she would have had to do in order to be an event planner you know, you just, you take a gig and you take a gig and you take another one and, and, yeah. and, and, you know, sure she could work for some other like event planning conglomerate, but that's not really what she wants. Did and uh, so I think the, uh, that it takes a while to kind of build up your client list and, and, uh, uh and make that work. And,
1: I don't think we had all the social media to the ease that we do now that would have made yeah. it easier for her to do that. And truly, I think like four months, like give your give her like six to six months to a year. And like, is she contributing to the home? Do you not have the space? Is it impacting your marriage? If it's if it's just like I wanna see her get out because she's the youngest, then it's kinda like mm.
0: Yeah, maybe you need to work on you a little
1: bit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, like, the sister was fine. I just was, like, I guess I brought it up because we, like, back to your point a few moments ago is, like, we should hate her. Not only from maybe the perspective of what happened at the dance, but also from her sister's point of view. And nonetheless, I did not.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And the sister says that she feels like she's enabling her. And again, that could totally be a thing, but I just, <laughs> I just feel like, oh, it's a little, I think it's it was a little, a little too, too soon quick. to call yeah, it. Yeah, too soon. <laughs> but it makes sense though, if she's feeling this resentment, why she wouldn't yes. want her sister living with her. And so like, it she's a flawed character, but I did think that there was something there that was easy to relate to so yeah
1: and certainly if you have resentment or you're annoyed then you will be there will be a quicker reaction to things because Mm -hmm. you're already to sort of you're already pushing 50 miles per hour when other people might be at 10 you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like you might just come back like, when we're annoyed, everything is the worst. You know? So I I guess I can understand her quick right. re- reactions to her sister.
0: So she gets the job waitressing, and it's still not enough. She needs something else. And after meeting Harold at the party, she finds out that he he's uh, tried to go to a dating coach, and it didn't work out. And so she decides to suggest that she could be the dating coach because she has she's been on so many dates and dated so many people (laughs) which could mean that that she's she's bad at dating actually i was gonna
1: say yeah we should just take dating an experience as our what's the word i'm looking for expertise (laughs) but i like how she's like i did research and it was like a 20 second montage of her sitting in the same chair reading a bunch of different stuff and i was like right that tracks she's done a lot of research (laughs) but she does to me i i like feel like she as an event planner has skills that i see in event planning students that i could see doing a job like this right like they're willing to communicate freely, come up with a plan of action, you know. So, uh, but can we talk about that first coach? Wasn't, that was like,
0: That's right. that was
1: like a 900, no, like a, a number, a 999, like one you have to pay for, like $2 a moment. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like there was nothing about him that they would have cared about other than his payment. And yeah, that is have not what like you feeling like a tarot need.
0: card. Uh, Like a tarot card reader.
1: I mean, those can be fun, but like, Mm -hmm. but it was just seemed like it was like, just give me money. And I was like, no, Harold is too precious for you just to make a sale off of him. So let's not just in the
0: style of like her office and the like, it felt kind of like a fortune teller kind of a, you know, like felt like that feel. Yeah. to me and yeah and then she was just very like very intense <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was like there's there's terrible things are gonna happen
1: <laughs> I was like I sure hope this is not the coach he goes with and then I was like he was like let me think about it which I was like that is a no in Harold's world
0: <laughs> yeah yeah uh, she was funny and and then Uh, So he decides to, to go uh, to, to agree to this deal. And maybe that's one part that's slightly unrealistic that someone that's like Harold would agree to do this to begin with. But maybe he's just desperate enough.
1: Yeah. I think like because his friend asked him to do it, I think there's a level of like my friend is trying to help me and I don't want to let him down and you know let me at least see but you could tell he was uncomfortable the whole time and I'm glad he didn't feel like railroaded into it because I think like people who want that help might be like oh this is the only person that can do it and it's just gonna cost this much money and I have to be on the diamond program (laughs) and I think sometimes like because that's one of the first things they do cover when he does see Annie as the dating coach's self-confidence. And I think a lot of times people might find themselves in situations where they felt like they couldn't say no. And so then they're trying to, like, cancel it later, or return the top later, or whatever. Because sometimes it's hard when you have someone who's trying to, like, railroad you into the diamond program. <laughs> I mean, if anyone out there is like me, it's like you feel bad and you're like, Oh yeah, I'll listen to you. And then like twenty minutes later you're like, Why did I say I'd listen to him?
0: Yeah. And then I'm was... like,
1: how do I get out of this? <laughs>
0: uh so she also works with Kathy Jimmy, uh, in the uh working in, in the waitress scene who's a part time actress, a full time waitress. <laughs> yes. She was very I thought she was funny in this. Yeah. And so the first lesson, as you said, is self-confidence and starts by giving him a makeover and they get rid of the glasses, which I don't know if I agree with. I think he looks pretty cute in those glasses.
1: I, I thought the glasses came back a couple of times. Maybe it was editing in the montage scene. But I think really what stood out to me is, I mean, there is a little montage scene with clothes and they're working out or whatever, but like she really does focus on like what are things you like about yourself, right? Like and really helping him communicate about himself. Which mm-hmm. first no, yeah, off, I, that. I as, like that.
0: As like glasses,
1: <laughs> yeah, the movie enthusiast in me in terms of makeover scenes. I was like, oh, we're actually gonna work on someone's self confidence. Fantastic! I don't think I've ever seen this before yeah the communication person in me was like hot damn (laughs) i was like look at this he has to figure like she's helping him communicate which is what he's struggling with and so uh yeah
0: it was kind of fun to see a man get a makeover which is typically it's a woman getting a makeover in these kinds of stories true but I also didn't love the clothes she picked out for him. It was like a weird casual wear that I was just like, ah, I don't know. There
1: were a couple of things she did thumbs down to. I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Because the other thing is like, it's one thing to have a makeover and then people make over what they think you should look like Mm -hmm. versus like you making over and feeling confident in the clothes that you have or that you pick out for yourself or that... And so again it goes back to that self confidence. But yeah, there were a few jackets where I was like
0: no. <laughs> yeah, like weird sweatshirts and sweaters and I don't know, strange. <laughs> but
1: hey, Julie uh, liked it, okay?
0: Yeah, that's true. So we'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast.
1: By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group.
0: You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast.
1: And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch alongs
0: with stars like Paul Campbell natalie hall and more it's as low as two dollars a month to join in and become a special part of the hallmarkies family
1: please consider and we will love you forever
0: go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies
1: that's patreon.com slash hallmarkies
0: she makes him say five things that you like about yourself
1: work on that self-confidence very cute
0: yes so loyal, considerate, hard worker. She, he likes getting in, he's like getting into better shape and he has a nice smile. That was very cute.
1: Yeah, that I was like loving it. Cause again, it's like, how can we expect to communicate with other people if we can't communicate about ourselves? And like, if we haven't thought about those things or if that's a struggle for us, that's, I think that's something that we can. Do our own little personal inventory. What are the five things we like about ourselves? Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know. I was just like, was this writer a communication person? Because I was like, go you. And then when we get to some other parts, I was like checking it against, you know, communication research and what I share in classes. And there were a lot of checks and boxes. I was pretty
0: impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I won't put you on the spot, but it did make me think. That what are what would be my five things? Yes, and I, I think for me, I would say I think I'm a good listener.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I am a good leader.
1: <laughs> I like how you laughed
0: before that, <laughs> it's because there are probably people who are like, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> I think I'm a good public speaker, which nice. a lot of people struggle with that. I, I. <laughs> I think I'm a good writer. Yes. And oh, number 5, I think I'm a good friend.
1: Yay! I agree. Yeah, well, so that makes it easy. Like, okay, number 1, I think I'm a good friend. I think I'm humorous. So mm-hmm. I enjoy although I did get a review one time like how does anyone think she's funny? She just <laughs> she just yells loudly and then laughs. <laughs> that you're was
0: like, a that was a good ar- laugh number three
1: <laughs> i was like uh whatever that was a like a student opinion survey on
0: the call oh.
1: like, from years ago i was like what i just yell loudly and then laugh <laughs>
0: who's that well, i had a, a review that said i had a g awful accent like <laughs> i didn't even know i had an accent let alone an awful one yeah you're like excuse me yeah. What's like, my wow. Michigan accent? Okay, whatever. Like, I can't listen to her one more minute. Like, okay, <laughs> fine. Don't listen to me. You
1: anymore. don't have to because there's a million <laughs> and one podcast. But it's okay. an optional activity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, okay, that was two. So I think I'm a good friend. I think I'm funny. I think I'm good at making connections with people. Mm-hmm. I think um, I'm supportive. <laughs> that scene. Yeah, like I think you're a good wasn't... teacher. Yeah, I would say I think I'm a good teacher. Although I'm nervous about teaching this semester, and yeah. I've been teaching for what 18 or 19 years, and I'm like, oh, I got teaching butterflies, and well, at this age, they're probably like teaching bats in my
0: <laughs> all dusty and crusty. <laughs> you <with> the metaphors. <laughs> all right. Well, so then the second lesson is the breaking the ice oh yes and so that's that's (laughs) that scene in the bar that you talked about where he goes up to the person and they're chatting and uh (laughs) and then he just doesn't have like a follow-up question
1: (laughs) (laughs) she's like i didn't think i'd have to tell you that once you introduce yourself you have to have something else so can i say that her description during that is like you introduce yourself You have a conversation and then you ask them out is pretty much the basics of a conversation. You don't have to ask someone out. But like when I teach conversations to students, I'm like, you want to talk about upcoming interactions or, you know, summarizing. And so I was like, oh, she's talking about conversations correctly. Yay.
0: (laughs) Well, when I was on my mission, there was this thing that they talked about called building relationships of truth. And mm-hmm. the idea was is that you start with something that you find something that you have in common with a person that you're trying to build a relationship with. So, mm-hmm. say you're you know you're sitting and you're talking to somebody and they have like a Funko Pop and you uh, like Star Wars Funko Pop. Oh, you like Star Wars? I like Star Wars too. Or oh, Funko Pops? I like Funko Pops too. Let's talk about that. And it's amazing how you just find something like oh, you like the the you like watching nascar oh i've seen nascar before you know like yeah you find something
1: and it it can be so simple because it really can i talk about all the time because i teach at central michigan university and the thing there is like fire up chips is sort of like our cheer and you could wear central stuff anywhere and you'll have someone being like fire up chips and it's like i was like there you go you have a basis of a relationship you have cmu in common (laughs) move
0: forward, talk more. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the great things about being a movie fan is there's always something to talk about. Always. I
1: think that's the case with TV too. Like, I'm like, oh, so what are you watching now? And if it's like something I don't know, I'll be like, how do I not know about this? And then I'm like, you know, one of the things was when I first started teaching at my first job after graduate school is mansfield University, and American Idol was popular then, mm-hmm. and I had never watched it and so I started watching it because I knew that would be something I would have in common with students, yeah so t v um current yeah. events used to be something,
0: but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> because when people sometimes think that, well, I'm not interested in, say, you don't like Star Wars, a person's a big Star Wars fan. It, it doesn't really matter if you share the common interest with them. It's about learning why they like something. And that's such an attractive quality when people are paying attention or interested in what you have to say. Yes. So if you say you, this person likes Star Wars, you don't like Star Wars, you can be like, what is it that you like about it? Boom.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, like you know, in my interviewing class, I don't just talk about job interviews or formal interviews. I think of conversations like these informal interviews. How do you get to know anyone? You have to ask questions and you have to ask better questions than we we normally do. And then when you ask a question, you need to listen, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Those two things are going to really help out and when he started doing those things or maybe noticing them with Annie, things became better yeah. for him.
0: Yeah. So he asked, what do you like to do in your – what do you like to do for fun? Which is a, a very solid question. Good question. Yes. Probably even better than what do you do for your career because that's kind of boring. So I asked him, so what do you like to do for fun? And then they answer the question and then you follow up with a, oh, I've never done – I've never played Frisbee golf before. Is that fun? You know, Or how did you get started doing that? or?" you know, you kind of, you bump back from with what they said. And uh, it it really goes a long way if you can learn mm-hmm. to develop the good listening uh, strategies. And and that goes into, uh, he gets Julie's number, this girl from the, uh, the coffee shop. And, and then lesson three is the art of the conversation. And she mm-hmm. says, start with drinks, public place, short time commitment, or like in the world of in, in in the world of uh, Utah, you'd start with ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> ice cream is yum, though. So that's Yeah, a start with ice cream. It's just a little commitment. And uh, and he, so they get practice. And he does that practice session on Kathy and Jimmy, which I thought was really funny. I felt yeah. like she ad-libbed quite a bit there.
1: Yeah, what does she say? She likes collecting the like teeth or something. <laughs> I was like, what are we talking about? I was like, did I go to Lifetime and didn't know it? Like, it was so
0: funny, I thought. And, <laughs> and Annie's like, it won't be that hard with Julie.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, that was hilarious. So I was really like, good. what? <laughs> Did I just start listening to a true crime podcast? What happened here? (laughs) Animal too What are we doing?
0: (laughs) And then in lesson four, it's start sharing. So,
1: Mm -hmm. yes, self-disclosure friends. I feel like I could show this movie in my interpersonal class and people could learn not just like she's the dating coach, but if you take out the romantic aspect of it, it's how to make a friend. It's how to make right. connections with other people. And so I do have to say, if it hasn't been clear so far, this communication professor was impressed. Yeah. I was like, yes, there were. I had no notes. <laughs> All right, good. No notes.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's getting close to someone means talking about the things that matter to you. And yes. I, it does make me kind of laugh that they make him a photographer because that's like the go-to in Hallmark. If they want to make you a creative type, you're a photographer.
1: Yeah, There's well, so it, many it, photographers.
0: Well,
1: and the thing about it is, like everything else about him, like he seems to be sort of locked behind this awkward. 15 year old boy that got friend zoned right mm-hmm. and I mean and I've said that like three times so it's like kind of like okay maybe it's time to get over it but it was something that had an impact on his life huge yeah. but his love for vintage music and listening to records and photography there seems to be something else about him there's layers to him or there's things like maybe he'd be a photographer if he didn't have to hide so much right like I mean, he's like the accountant, which, you know, I know a lot of people who are into to accounting who are not these like cold calculated people. But I think that's sort of the stereotype, right? And that as a photographer, a creative type is going to be more of a free spirit. <laughs> right? And I think he had both of it, but he just didn't really have the time to sort of or maybe the self-confidence to let it shine.
0: Yeah. And and really, and when it comes down to it, him and Julie just aren't the best match. Like, Ugh. Julie loves going to the scary movies, whereas he's like, I'm closing my eyes through that part, and that part and that part.
1: Well, also, like, she got mad about going somewhere when he was clear about them going out into the woods or whatever. And then he wanted it to be in the morning. And then she overslept. Yeah. I was like, how old is she still being like, I got home from the bars at 2 a.m.? I was like, What?
0: What, i haven't been able to do that city. since i was
1: like 24 the city yeah which one like what are the we the
0: city was the villain don't <laughs> 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 go to the city well
1: i certainly don't <laughs> live in the city um but it made me go it's like the capital of the state the city like what are we talking about here people like yeah what is this new york city is this just
0: like yeah, I don't random, know if it's supposed to be like Portland or something. Moderately like
1: that. sized random <laughs> town like in Michigan, like Grand Rapids, or like what are we doing? What are we talking? Yeah, about? He,
0: but he does get a kiss on the cheek at this uh, stage, stage four, and he really tries to uh, make something special for Julie, but she's just she just likes dancing and likes going out. She's just different and. And uh, so they're, they're not like the best match, but. But uh, he kind
1: of but... feels like he feels stuck in it or something like, well, I'm dating someone now. So yeah. <laughs> it finally happens. So I guess I have to stay with her or, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, but then Kathy and Jimmy sees that Annie likes Harold and she says, uh, he has gotten kind of hot since she started working.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the confidence.
0: Yeah. And then lesson five is make her feel special. And he's evidently an amazing cook. Everything he makes, he makes a smoothie. And she's like, this is amazing.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm ready for someone to make me a smoothie every yeah.
0: day. <laughs> it's true. If you want to make me happy, make me breakfast. I I just I'm so tired in the morning and I just but uh, yeah. if somebody makes me breakfast, yeah, and, and then I heart. just
1: in, in in my world, I just have three animals staring at me like, so is you getting up to get us food or what? Like, <laughs> I'm like, notice none of you bring me anything, cats and dog. <laughs> they just <laughs> stare at me, willing me to get up and get on their morning breakfast, and it's super annoying.
0: So they go on this test date. And so that he can check out the restaurant and everything like that. And I loved her dress.
1: Mm-hmm. In, yeah, it was in really this pretty. Scene.
0: this like sparkly, midnight blue, long sleeve cocktail dress. It looked so pretty to me.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really nice.
0: Yeah. And then we find out that Matt Schneider is the villain. He's the one who got to her first. So they never danced at Homecoming. And that's when she first realizes what she did is here and she you know, she says i had no idea that i did that to you
1: but she didn't do anything that's the other thing that i think is tricky with like unrequited love which i think is sort of what happened here. Mm-hmm. Is like like i said i thought she might be more observant but she wasn't and that's fine not everyone is observant or you know really on to like if someone likes them or not, like there are so many people be like that person liked me. I had no idea. you know. (laughs) Like, so I thought she might be a little bit more observant, but honestly, she doesn't owe anyone anything. So, so like, you know, maybe it was just like, it was hard for him, but like, I don't think she did anything intentional. It doesn't mean that he wasn't hurt, but I do think intent matters. And there was none, uh, in this particular scenario. So I'm like, well, you didn't do anything to him he just really liked you and you didn't pick up on it
0: but so, I think she just sees him in a whole new way like there's yes. just a layer there that she, she hadn't was like, realized
1: oh yeah because she didn't even remember him yeah. <laughs> at her niece's party so it wasn't too long ago where she's like fully introduced to Harold anyways <laughs> yeah.
0: And so they end up listening to music, and they bond over Billy Holiday and Tony Bennett, and mm-hmm. and they say that you find the song that mm-hmm. describes your relationship. Oh, well, very romantic
1: Next song. My parents' song is, um, Do You Believe in Magic? How oh, cute. Because <laughs> they went to that concert at Western Michigan University in, like, 68 or something like that. That's where they met. So that was their song. That's cool. Uh,
0: and so this <laughs> is also the scene where she has has it kind of out with her sister. And mm. she says, you've got so much to be proud of. You know, and, and I think that's the other part with her sister is that she's kind of she she lacks self-confidence and she feels like, well, her her being a, a seems like she's a stay at home mom and she's kind of insecure about that. And so I think that's also it's not just her being resentful of her sister. I think she's also insecure.
1: Well, I think also Annie is lacking some self-confidence that she's able to sort of poof up, if you will, or puff up I don't know what the word is mm-hmm. uh, put on a face pretend whatever you want to say when she is helping Harold but like she seems pretty down on herself for not having a career or not having a relationship that she believes that her life is a mess and it's like yeah but she is doing things she's trying to figure it out like she's actively working on that at that restaurant to make money she's actively helping Harold Um, and making money there and because of that connection if we can go back to that through Julie is how you know Annie gets her first event planning
0: in the city
1: Uh (laughs) so it's it's interesting because
0: she's kind of going through the same transformation that Harold is going in, in a lot of ways even though she's the coach because she's she's gaining her confidence and she's learning to communicate better with her sister and other people. And it's interesting to see that happen, you know, when I mean, how often is that the case though, when the teacher is really the student and learns more than, uh, than the, I know that's true when I've ever taught Sunday school or anything like that, or even on the podcast, a lot of times I end up learning, I think more than the listeners probably do.
1: (laughs) No, absolutely. And, Mm -hmm. You know, as a teacher, I feel like I'll learn a lot as I prepare for classes by finding new examples, listening to students, reading students' work. you know there's there's lots to learn, and I don't think we ever just stop like mm-hmm. I mean, I think some people are more open to it than others, but if you're truly in their case, truly trying to make a difference, like he's looking for a relationship and she's looking for. I think first would probably say career and then a relationship. She's really trying to make the event planning work. If you're open to making those changes, it's more likely to happen more quickly,
0: I would think. Yeah. And so lesson six is getting close. So we're talking about intimacy in this lesson, which, you know, in the world of Hallmark, that's like, (laughs) does that actually happen in relationships? You know, our friends, uh K- katie and hannah their podcast is called uh that one kiss means forever because mm-hmm. usually you just get one it's kiss and that means get. they're in-, in Hallmark movies one kiss means forever uh and <laughs> so this is kind of interesting and i thought it was really cute when they so they're she, she's looking at all of his uh photography and then he like checks his breath he's <laughs> <It's> like oh <laughs> sure and uh, and then they talk about giving you the green light and then they kiss and yeah it was really like good. whoa the whoa. dating yeah. coach
1: I'm like that seems to cross a line perhaps but then again <laughs> not everyone probably is falling in love with their client
0: <laughs> no yeah I'm sure that actual dating coaches would probably, cringe probably at that,
1: frowned upon
0: nevertheless. <laughs> Uh, But it was good. They are both giving each other the green lights. So what are you going to do? And uh, so then he has dinner with Julie and they kiss. And he says, all this time, I thought he was. Annie says, all this time, I thought he was a nobody. And he says, she says, that makes me a horrible person. And then he says, it makes you someone that obviously has the hots for this guy. (laughs) So she's starting to realize that maybe she needs to be sort of more observant to the people around her and and not dismissing people so much.
1: Well, the thing is, like, let's not be harsh to uh, like she doesn't need to be so harsh on her 15 year old self. It's not like she this isn't like never been kissed where they like set up a fake date for prom and then throw eggs at, you know, Drew Barrymore. Like that's horrible and Mm -hmm. mean and bullying or at least harassment because bullying usually lasts longer but like you know so it's like don't be so harsh on yourself but like maybe i mean to be honest she didn't remember him until her niece's birthday party so in truth she's only known him for a few weeks and then it's like and she's like i'll help him because i need money but then basically what you see is that they're working together and they become friends and then it becomes where she has the hots for Harold. And if she would have been paying attention when she was 15, maybe they'd be together now, but I doubt it. But it
0: works in the in the I think in the movie having her kind of come to this realization that that I don't know, her her sort of her self-discovery and growth. I think makes her makes her very endearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and think so but then also... Julie, she wants to go out dancing. She's not into that old stuff.
1: <laughs> oh my god! So it's fine, but like, is this like the first? Was well, she was like the version? What do you call the the bad man of business?
0: Yeah, bad. Man of business. She was the bad woman of the city. I think. <laughs> yeah, she needs. We need to get the Hallmark movie about Julie. Finding her true love in the city, going no, dancing. No,
1: I don't find her endearing or adorable.
0: No. But she's just not in love yet. So when she finds the, the her man in the dance dancing in the city, I mean, it writes itself. <laughs> but like, so it's lef- lesson seven is compromise. So she gets the job, uh, the the event planning job, and. She's uh, since since you gave in on the dancing, invite her to spend time doing something you want to do. And uh, who wouldn't want to spend time with you, Harold? That's, and he says, he says, that's the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me, which Aww. is super cute. Mm. Yeah. So he takes See? her out to shoot photos. We find out the magic hour in the early morning, all very romantic. What's that? Well, well,
1: when he does it with Julie, they miss that time because right yeah she so that's the slept. second time yeah that's what i'm saying is that like but when he does it with julie like, yeah doesn't work out
0: right and so she says that she wants to use the photographs for the event and they end up dancing again and uh but then he sees her uh with uh, he sees her with matt schneider oh and no he gets very insecure
1: takes him right back to that that dance all those years ago.
0: I did think it was a little stalkerish though he had that whole like collage of pictures of her. that was a little weird. I thought
1: they looked like they hadn't been I don't know like it was a little weird, but I also felt like he took photos and then he was gonna give it to them when like he gave it to them later. I was like, oh, maybe yeah. they just weren't cut yet or something. <laughs>
0: I'm going to give Harold
1: Harold a
0: benefit of the doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So then we have lesson eight is follow your heart. So Mm. they celebrate his graduation from the program, from the dating coach. And she says the golden rule is trust your gut, follow your heart and always be honest. Mm. And that's, this is when Julie goes on the photo shoot with him and she hates it.
1: Yeah. She was kind of annoying. My shoes are ruined. Are you done yet? I mean, what are you like seven? Like, come
0: on. Yeah. Like wear sneakers. What's wrong with you?
1: <laughs> Get it I mean, together, Julie. I'm not the person
0: either, but if I'm going to, if I'm going to sign up to, if I'm going to agree to go on an activity, I try to, you know, dress be, the part. Yeah. Dress the part and try to have a good time in some, fortune, some fashion or another. But yeah, uh, then she. So we find out that that this is when he sees her hugging Matt Schneider, who is Jesse Hutch, who is great. We love him in many roles. And <laughs> <laughs> uh she, she, she has an apartment, and he says, "Seems like all your dreams are coming true," and he's super mad at her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like not having it.
0: And so then her and her sister have a big conversation and they both resented each other. We both want what the other has. And she says, will you teach me how to not be a loser in life? (laughs) And this didn't make me tear up. Like I felt like it was pretty authentic and I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good moment. (laughs) She says, "I, the man of my dreams, is already taken." Oh, Harold! <laughs> taken but by then, Julie. Boo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Julie and Harold break up, which was a pretty nice breakup scene. Yeah,
1: he was all like, "You want to see other people too? This is great." <laughs> I was like,
0: "That was the
1: perfect reaction."
0: He's not going to go to the party. There's only so many times I can let myself be rejected by Annie.
1: But Aww. here's all my stalker photos I took. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: And then one so the sister says Annie likes you, and then the little girl Annie told mommy you were the man of her dreams. So cute. Aww. yeah, that yeah. was a, little, a cute delivery too. Yeah. And I I liked her dress at the party. She looked mm-hmm. so cute. Yes. yes. Little red. Her
1: first event planning event.
0: Mm -hmm. it almost looked like a christmas party it almost looked like a conference (laughs) or valentine's yeah that red dress
1: who knows what it's like in the city i mean it's it's quite different than small town usa
0: (laughs) it's true and he speaks at the party and he says i like my life so much more with you in it and Mm -hmm. i'd like to keep it more that way Mm -hmm. so cute and they decide that I want to be loved by Billie Holiday is their, their song. So. <laughs>
1: it just reminds me of Clueless. Do you like Billie Holiday? <laughs> I love him. <laughs> She's yes. trying to connect people. But I love it because not only that, but he was confident enough in himself and in his love for Annie that he did it in front of everyone at the event. Yeah. In front of all his photographs.
0: <laughs> so i give this a very high score i i mean at least a 4.75 i think it's very very solid
1: yeah i, I have no notes except the only <laughs> thing that make it better is maybe like a cookie crawl i'm not really sure
0: <laughs> but good. like
1: seriously like even yeah. like the advice she was giving i was like no notes from the prof i'm yeah this is, I that I a this lot in, yeah i was like who was the writer again what's his name bart fisher Bart Fisher, you know what's up. Yeah. If you ever it. need Bart a Fisher. communication consultant, though, let me know. <laughs>
0: Very good. Uh, well, this has been a lot of fun. Oh, I wanted to share. Um, where is my. I asked our patrons what they thought of this movie. Does
1: everyone love this movie? I feel like this is
0: one that yes, everyone loves. This is a popular like. one. Casey, co host Casey, she says, I love this movie. It's so adorable. Uh, From Scott Stone, he says, this is at the top of my favorite Hallmark movies. It is funny, sweet, and you find yourself heavily invested in our two main characters to get together as you watch their character arcs unfold. Uh, Thaddeus Foster says, I think that this is one of Hallmark's better rom-coms
1: in
0: in that with a few tweaks could easily have been a feature film. I agree with that. I think that Mm. this could easily, I feel like has all the elements there. That it, and it wasn't
1: been. why wasn't it
0: it's just a it's just a made for tv movie but uh, okay but now i, I like...
1: have notes
0: <laughs> <laughs> um it says it had a very original concept for a hallmark movie the main mm-hmm. couple had great chemistry and i appreciated that both leads got pretty much equal time mm-hmm. and then bren Crow says was unaware of it added to prime watch list though the name changes can get confusing yeah. with the dating coach and and yeah, i was so like yeah.
1: what movie are we watching
0: <laughs> i was
1: confused i had to check my text messages again just to be sure
0: yeah <laughs> and so then we also had a few comments on twitter uh, brian air says uh oh you know us postables love it <laughs> it's the pre-oliver <laughs> oliver <laughs> that'll make sense for you when you watch postables it's really okay fun. you should watch it okay um, Odc Corinne says I actually liked it. Obviously, seen this premise a billion times, but I found it to be sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent movie. Uh, Cola Two White says this was a heartfelt, touching story. And uh, and so yeah, there we go. I People
1: think I think it was the, the comment from Scott. I think that's who it was. It yeah. was like, "Where you invest?" Like, yeah, I'm like cheering on Annie and Harold and booing the sister and Julie. I'm like. Psst. <laughs> Like, you know, it's like you're cheering all the right people. You're booing all the right people. You're booing the city. You're like, yeah, yeah,
0: good stuff. Yeah, it was really good. Well, let us know what you think in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Yes. And Elisa, where can people find you?
1: I am friends with Elisa on the web, on Twitter, although it's friends W. Elisa, Instagram, Facebook, and you can find my podcasts on your favorite podcatchers.
0: Yes. We'll have all that information in the descriptions. So check it out. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media iTunes, YouTube, and Unrotten Tomatoes. So please take a look at that. And also make sure you're following the podcast on Hallmarky's Pod and on Brinks Podcast. All of our social media. If you are listening on iTunes, please leave all of our podcasts with a, a, <laughs> a review. We really would appreciate that. We also, if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which if you want to leave comments and be part of the discussion, it's only $2 a month. And we have our patron watch-alongs, which are super fun, uh, where we bring in talent and you get to uh, watch a movie and get behind-the-scenes details. And we've had people like Lacey Chabert and Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner. Really fun great deal so make sure you check that out we also have our merch store which is a lot of fun and uh so it's it's a lot of good stuff going on and let us know if you have any ideas of what you'd like us to talk about uh, for on friendship next month so thanks so much everybody we'll talk to you later bye, bye.